you, me, and CBD. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to You, Me, and CBD. Woohoo! Hi, Richard. How you doing? Wonderful. Yeah? Spring has sprung. Thank freaking heavens. Isn't it nice? I think uh, I, I, at some point we could have a debate over standard time versus... Um, oh, my goodness. You know, Saving time? Yeah, yeah. Which one are we going to stay How do you with? Say, how do you say... Standard time versus daylight savings time? I don't right, know. Right, but there's no S on savings. Saving time. Daylight saving time. Okay. Yeah, we're saving time. We'll start over. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2, the one where we talk about the history of CBD. Part 1. Ooh, so that must mean there's going to be a Part 2? Potentially. And a Part 3 and 4 and 5? We'll just <laughs> take this in apart. But first... Okay. But first, I, I, over a week ago, there was a lot of argument on the internet, and, and I wanted to bring up the subject, um, whether there are more doors or wheels in the world. This was an argument? Yes. People are incredibly So I'd, I'd like everyone to think about this. Are there more doors, doors or wheels? There's a lot of people who don't have cars. Right. And most buildings or homes potentially have multiple doors versus most Apartments or homes don't necessarily have multiple vehicles, but you have four wheel, wheels on a car. You have outside doors, inside doors. Right. Doug what about and my other Leno? wheels that are not in cars? <laughs> what about hot wheels? Wheels on my bike? Do those count? Hot wheels? Mm. Wheels. Wagon wheels? Manufacturing wheels? Gear wheels? Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of wheels. Where there's a wheel, there's a way. Wheels is 54% and doors is uh, 46%. Most cars will have four, no, two, two or four doors, but obviously or five. four wheels. Maybe five, but if you're talking about trucks and semis and everything else, they're going to have way more wheels than doors. This could go on forever. Right. We're, we're just spinning our wheels. <laughs> we're just if you're only talking vehicles, I'm going to change my answer. Right, right. That's fair. But I think it's a fun thing to kind of think about. So there you go. We haven't solved the problem, but think about it, folks. So it ties our, in. To does history. it tie into the yeah. history, history of, because of wheels, the wheel made yeah. everything happen? Right. Came and first. so did CBD. Revolution. So what came first, cannabis, CBD, or wheels? That, ooh, oh, that's a great lead-in. So... Let's dive into the uh, subject. Okay. The history of? The history of CBD. Yeah. Um, for our, for our uh, wonderful um, uh, pharmacist with Doug and Jeff here, um, is it an interesting story, the history or the, the evolution or how, it's, how it began? Just from a historical context to a legal, a legal perspective to a data perspective, it's, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot that goes into this. So where do we start? Uh, well, let's start at the very beginning. That's a very good place to start. <laughs> Is it let's, a tale as old as time? Let's go back 28 billion years ago. A long, long time <laughs> All ago. All right, do you do a Wayne's World thing here? <laughs> Wayne's <laughs> World. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'll, throw the, I'll throw the first number out. Okay, go. So in 2016. B.C. A.D. AD. Which one? 2016 A.D. There was a hypothesis that placed the origin of cannabis upon the northeastern Tibetan plateau in Central Asia at around 27.8 million years ago. Whoa. 
Crazy, huh? I don't know how to react. I just, whoa. Right. But then the earliest, so a little more, a few more statistics, but then the earliest extract ex, uh, evidence for cannabis usage are a 10,200-year-old dried cannabis seed specimen that was found in a clay jar in a Japanese archaeological excavation on one of the Japanese islands. So, again, repeat what that. year was 10,200-year-old dried cannabis seed. Wow. That was found. But there's, there's a hypothesis that cannabis has been around for almost 28 million years. I was kind of thinking. That is the very beginning. We were not kidding. No. It, that is- it, the, right. <laughs> Does that seed have to be retested amber. for the state? <laughs> right. It, it does not come with a <laughs> certificate of analysis yet. Right. That seed, no. That has, has not been tested as far as I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's, wow. it's pretty fascinating, though. So you can go back 12 billion or 2 billion years to the beginning, probably, of time to say that the, the hemp or cannabis seed has been around since then. But if you look at, at use in medicine or in human beings, we can at least go back 12,000 years. So Jeff mentioned uh, the Japanese uh, using it uh, 10,000 years ago. There's also data that links uh, hemp uh, use in textiles back over 11,000 years. 11,000 BC, so that's 13,000 years ago by now, uh, which is pretty amazing. So when we think about this, we talk about it, obviously, from a therapeutic perspective and CBD, and we're going to get into that as we get into this history. But if you look at hemp being used as a component of textiles, so in shoes, in fabric, in clothes, in rope, in paper even, that goes back to the Chow dynasty uh, that began in 1122 BC. Wow. Pretty amazing. And <clears throat> so how were they using it? Did we have any idea? Was it just injected? Just how did they discover it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think the first uses uh, were the hemp plant. So okay. not the CBD side, okay. uh, but more the fibers in the hemp stock uh, that were used to produce textiles. And then even, interestingly enough, some art. So there's some uh, data that shows uh, that hemp was used to wrap clay pots whether that was to make them stronger or to make them more decorative, we don't really know. Or happier. It could have been just Those happier. happy pots. Maybe the potters were, were happier. Is that why it's called pot? Oh, <laughs> is that where we got the name? I don't know. Interesting. So it probably had some binding reaction to it to make things stronger. Uh, for sure, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an absolutely uh, great fiber. Uh, and then if we go back to uh, use in humans... Uh, we can go back uh, based on an article that was in Psychology Today uh, that uh, is history of cannabis in ancient China. We can go back to medical uses back to 2737 BC. Wow. Um, where uh, they would brew CBD or hemp uh, flowers into a tea. And the tea would have kind of a, kind of a calming uh, effect on patients. It seems to relieve gout and rheumatism. And beriberi and constipation, and I like this absent mindful absent mindedness. <laughs> wow! So wait, I just have to. What is beriberi? Uh, beriberi is thiamine deficiency. So thiamine is one of the B vitamins, and oh. when you don't get enough, you get beriberi. So and that's we don't, when we you like tons. die, and they put you in the ground, and they say, and they, "We just beriberi." Oh, <laughs> I just—it's close. I'm trying it's, to follow along. Okay. Close. 
Yeah, we get tons of uh, B vitamins now because all of our flour is fortified. But um, the uh, so it's interesting to go back that far, which kind of makes sense if we use if we use that data from that long ago in today's world for CBD. The effect of that CBD tea had a calming influence on patients uh, in China going back then. Certainly, we recognize that today. CBD has uh, they described it as an anti rheumatic or anti gout. Uh, product, which would relieve the pain and inflammation associated with rheumatism and gout. That also fits nicely with the science today. And think about it. It's taken over three, almost 4,000 years for us to catch up with what uh, ancient inhabitants knew 2,000 years before, uh, you know, before we changed time. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about Asia to a large degree, but, you know, even 1500 BC in Egypt and more in the Mediterranean area, there's a ton of evidence that, to suggest that this was widely used for a lot of different things. Isn't so that amazing? Place, right? Yeah. So it start maybe it starts like like many other things starts in Asia and yeah. works its way yeah. uh, uh, north and west from there. It's part of the spice trade. Absolutely, that makes sense. Or the Silk the Silk Road. road. Mm-hmm. So that's how how long that we've known cannabis and hemp have been around. But there is definitely from like the 1800s on, there's a very different history. Um, and that's where, it, that's where I think it becomes more relevant and, and more fascinating to what we're talking about with CBD and what we're, what we're doing today. So I'll just maybe jump into that, Richard. That's good. Doug, add I mean, in, and, Danelle, add and really we're kind of so, hitting this because it's documented, yeah, right? Right. 1800s so it, so it speaks to like what Doug just said is anecdotally, we've known about this for millennia, but but the science is relatively new. Gotcha. So, I mean, there's interesting dates. So if you look back um, really in the early 1800s, there was an Irish doctor who was working in India. And he's the one that really kind of, I think, brought it into maybe the more of the modern arena. Um, and he, you know, so he studied it a lot. He used it, um, you know, in, in his therapeutic approach. And uh, a lot of what we, initially learned, I think was through what he was studying. And then it kind of, again, expanded outside of India and grew, you know, into the rest of the world. So that was about 200 years ago. Got it. Um, is that, uh, O'Shaughnessy, Jeff? Is that? Yes. William O'Shaughnessy, a, a good Irish name. That is a good Irish name. Who was in, who was, who was living and working in India. And if I remember right, he was using it to treat stomach cramps, um, spasms, uh, and general pain. Uh, which again, I mean, uh, yes, Jeff's exactly right. The science is now catching up to it. The, the randomized controls trials are beginning. Pharmaceutical manufacturers are doing excellent research. Uh, universities, as we've talked about in other podcasts, like Oregon State, are doing excellent research around uh, the effectiveness of CBD. And here, these uh, these folks knew about it in 1830. So it's nice that that the history goes back tens of thousands of years. Uh, that we can come into a more modern age with uh, King Henry VIII and Queen Victoria uh, using uh, hemp or cannabis in some form. Uh, that's been reported. Then we jump forward into 1830, uh, and we look at uh, O'Shaughnessy and how he's using um, the hemp plant and cannabinoids, uh, not, just the, not just the fibers like folks used back in uh, Egypt or in China, but now using the flower and the and the oily part of the plant to have a therapeutic benefit. And uh, time goes forward from the 1830s on, and it gets more and more widely used. Um, 
Until it doesn't. <laughs> right. But, okay. So you, you want some more interesting dates in history? Sure. Right, so. And then and then let's go to extraction. Okay. Ultimately. Okay, we'll do that. And then I think, and then literally 2018, there is also a major pivot point. Absolutely. And we'll get right. to that. So we'll talk about that in a minute. So okay. 18, 1838, 1830s, uh, William O'Shaughnessy, you know, was working with this in India. Based on that, in the 1890s, Cambridge University, there were a couple uh, agricultural chemists there that uh, really did some more work based on O'Shaughnessy's work. And they isolated, um, they claimed to have isolated uh, what later term, what later was found to be a mixture. So they've, they started kind of getting into the cannabinoids and that kind of stuff. Um, but then in 1925, the League of Nations uh, ratified the International Opium Convention. And in this, they had language that banned cannabis and its derivatives, except for medical and scientific use. So three years later, 1928, the United Kingdom banned cannabis. And by the mid-1930s, cannabis had been banned in all 48 uh, United States states. So, okay. so light along with alcohol and yep, it was other prohibition time, substances. Right? So it kind of makes sense. Sure. Right? Because they didn't understand what this was. Um, but there was still work being done studying this, and it was actually in um, 1940 when CBD was actually extracted from cannabis, and we recognized it as a its cannabinoid, as its own substance, as its own cannabinoid. So 1940, and it wasn't until 1964 that THC was identified as a component. As the more delusional, right? right. Or so what we what we learned in the mid 1900s was that there were different cannabinoids, and w- once THC was quote unquote discovered, then we we understood better that it was the cannabinoids that were leading to the therapeutic effect of this, and it was the THC that was contributing to more of the hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic kind of psychoactive components of of the plant of cannabis, if you will. Or kind of so, the yeah. not so to mess with side. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. You think about that history. CBD is the first cannabinoid that's pulled out of the hemp plant um, and recognized as having therapeutic benefit. THC comes in. It has, it has the sexier uh, therapeutic benefit. Everybody starts talking about that in the 60s. It gets wide use. And then what and – it's, and it's great. Finally, there's something, you know, that's natural – uh, that has benefit. Unfortunately, uh, the recreational side of that benefit became uh, the more talked about, uh, you know, side of the hemp plant. That became politically hot. So in 1970, we get the Controlled Substance Act, and 1970s Controlled Substance Act act eliminates any research or potential therapeutic use of cannabinoids because it schedules cannabis and marijuana as a Scheduled One Controlled Substance. Yeah, so let's reiterate that. So the 1925 Opium Convention essentially banned cannabis except for, quote-unquote, uh, medical and scientific use. So to Doug's point, it, was, it, it wasn't widely available, but it would still could be studied. And then like oh. Doug just said, in the 1970s with the Controlled Substance Act, it was like literally shut down. So you couldn't use it for you know any of this other kind of you know, the study and, and that kind of, that type of stuff. So, you know, there was just, it, 
you know, it was just it, a dead it was, stop. It, it was, it, like, and it was so, and again, a lot of it was misunderstood, right? Because again, it was being lumped into opioids and other substance abuse. And it was, it was put under this act, not knowing again, really very well, the difference between cannabinoids and THC and, you know, everything else and the benefits of this and what was contributing to the psychogenic components versus the therapy. Right. They just thought the whole thing, they just every, every right? bit, yeah. they threw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, I think so. And when you say they, meaning the government. The government. Okay. So, but if the government has done that, there were probably some independent labs or groups out there doing anything, or was it just, nope, we're not going to, is it against the law to study or... Yeah, everything that was done between 1970 and 2018, when the Farm Bill legalized commercial or industrial hemp uh, for use uh, in CBD, and even a little bit before that, as states began to legalize uh, cannabis for, for medicinal purposes, was really done under the radar um, and kind of off the books, which is why we don't have really great science and why the science is now catching up even today, even though it's been around for thousands of years. Uh, with the evidence, um, the, 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 but here's an interesting thing. So, so we said it was, you know, it was all thrown together and just classified as this terrible thing, right? And there was really bad press around marijuana in the fifties and sixties. And then in the seventies, it becomes a controlled, uh, uh, controlled substance schedule one. And, um, it wasn't until the, the late eighties that the, the CBD or cannabinoids receptors were found, uh, first in mice and second in humans. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so that 1970 to 1988 was really difficult uh, to get any research done. Finally, we find a CBD receptor in 1988. Think about this. How crazy is that? 1988. That's not that long ago. No. <laughs> that, that's when we first realized that our bodies have cannabinoid receptors. So I think it, and so at that point, you know, it, the loss didn't change. We'll come back and talk about that. It didn't, they didn't change for 30 years. Right. But from a scientific perspective, that date's hugely important because of just how we know drugs in general work. You know, they have to typically bind to receptors in our body to effectuate some kind of therapeutic benefit. So you think about it, and we'll, we can get into the cannabinoid receptor systems and all that kind of stuff if, if we want to, but I think we've done that, you know, other places. But it's uh, this, 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 I think the way to look at it is this acts, this works the same way a drug works. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, why didn't anybody step up and go, uh, <clears throat> pardon me? Political. Well, I mean, a lot of it's, political. it's just all political. But if we go back in government, we know that George Washington farmed. Right. Yeah. Right. But think about this. So, Marijuana. Uh, so, and hemp, right? Yeah. So you, we get the Controlled Substance Act in 1970. It's, it's all bad press around marijuana. Uh, then... Uh, we get uh, into uh, the 80s. You have uh, Nancy Reagan. Cheech and Chong. And Cheech and Chong. And it's, and it's polar ends of the cannabis discussion. You I guess Cheech so. and Chong that are talking about the recreational use. You know, hey, let's have fun. This is so great. And then you have um, Nancy Reagan. I think about the, the old ads we used to see. This is your brain on drugs. And it right. was a scrambled the egg. egg. And we were. It's the just say no. The just say no, exactly. So all of that. So there was there were there was no political motivation Do you to think legalize Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I'm just curious. Snoop Dogg is he's amazing. I mean, look, he, he does everything from uh, rapping, rapping to to commercials. He's everywhere now. Right, right. The uh, 
but it's so so the political motivation for anybody to stand up and say, hey, there might be some therapeutic value, even after that first cannabinoid receptor was identified in mice in 1988, is really, really low. It's just not popular. Nobody was going to go against Nancy Reagan and just say no. And 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 the war on drugs right. uh, that took off across the world. It wasn't just in the U.S. and our bordering countries. That war on drugs was everywhere. So, uh, you know, that was that was that was really the reason that we didn't have any research. Um, and, and frankly, I think it started to happen because states started to say, wait, there's, there's a reason that people are smoking weed or that are using cannabis in one form or another. And that really came out of patient advocacy groups, uh, parents and, uh, of children who were suffering and, uh, patients who were finding relief by using cannabis were now gathering together and getting more formal and going back to legislators and saying, we need this to be legal so that we're not hiding in the dark corners and getting bad product uh, off of the black market. So, so, you know, our, our part two will be kind of taking it from where it is today. But if you think back, not very long ago, like you said, 1988, not that long ago, there's a lot of catching up that needs to be done with science and where the, and it's interesting that this started kind of this push started from the public or crying out and saying, wait, there's something there that hasn't really been studied officially. That's right. So, but the crazy thing is, is nothing fundamentally changed until 30 years later, which is just four short years ago in 2018. Right. That's a long right? time. So yep. we've, we've alluded to this, and you probably have some insights, I'm sure, Doug. But in 2018, uh, and I actually was back in D.C. for, for uh, doing some other uh, lobbying work for something else when this thing was being discussed. And so it was, a, it was actually fascinating to, you know, they were having the vote on the floor when I was back there. Very cool. Um, it was pretty cool. But uh, so the eight, 2018 was called the Farm Bill was passed. But it's, it, I think it's important to understand what that means and what, what that farm bill is. So, right? so what it did is it legalized hemp, mm-hmm. but that's defined as cannabis with no more than 0.3% THC. Right? So it's still not medical cannabis or any of those other types of things. And that's still regulated through states for the most part. And that's also a disconnect is there's a federal kind of policy where this stuff is still largely illegal, but they've kind of deferred to the states to, to make their own legislation around medical cannabis, and they don't match up. And every state is different, technically. But then, again, that's, again, different than hemp. So the Farm Bill, again, legalized hemp, which is defined as less than 0.3% THC. So we've had four or five years now where we can actually look at CBD and study it and talk about it and sell it. But the other super important thing to notice out of that farm bill or, or recognize out of that farm bill is it still did not um, define or regulate the quality of the product or what can be sold. And that's where we are today is that unfortunately, even though we have access to it now, it's still there's there's a bunch of lousy products on the market. Um, there's just it's just it's right. It's, it's, just, it's just bad. I mean. 
And on that note, that just bad. I don't know how to explain it, right? Because it, it's, it's opened up. It was a door. It, it's opened up. A door. Opened. There you go. Oh, Come back. Oh, a door it wasn't opened. a wheel. It was a door. It was but a it, door. But it didn't give any specific parameters or guidance around what you needed to do to sell a CBD product. Right. And that's. But you can medically study. And that's kind of part two. I have one more question. With the farm bill. Was anything, any other plant, drug, et cetera, included within that? Or is it only around uh, marijuana and hemp? That's a good question. Well, it's around industrial hemp. So it's not marijuana. It's not even around marijuana. It's around industrial hemp. And it's only around that. Correct. Well, it's the only thing that pertains so to finally, us. I mean, the farm bill had some subsidy packages. Yeah, it was, it's like all legislation where there's all kinds of components that, yeah. that, that little entities uh, get benefit a, from. Yeah. but. Right. It wasn't just a hemp bill. It was, it was the farm bill for the year. But it, uh, the thing that's important to us, of course, is uh, the CBD component of it. But it is a fascinating history to think about uh, CBD going back uh, to the very beginning. Billions of well, years. Yeah. This, is, this should be treated as a medicine. Uh, clearly, the recreational uh, use is widespread. It's international. Uh, but the therapeutic benefits, as we described in today's podcast, the history of uh, go back to CBD, yeah. uh, and that's really where you get the, the most of the significant health benefits um, that are not uh, the psychoactive benefits of the full cannabis plant. And actually, we have a pretty cool blog on this. So if uh, folks want to learn more, uh, they can check out our blog. And it goes back to my regulation comment. So it's not so it opened up access, if you will, to legal hemp, but it didn't regulate the the market. So. Um, that's we. I think we would actually welcome some regulation because we think this should be held to a somewhat higher standard. This this is a drug, and so from a farmer and chemist perspective, we do approach it that way. You know, we want guidelines around dosing and quality, and certification and lab analysis and all of that kind of and stuff. Drug we want, and, 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 and drug information. Right. You heard it here. The history of CBD. Part one. Part one. Stay tuned for part two. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to You, Me, and CBD. Please refer and friend or write a short review. And if you're in the Salt Lake City area, we'd welcome you to stop by our Farmer and Chemist store. Or you can always go to farmerandchemist.com.